Oh, that's the match. <laughs> Y'all have a theme song? Yeah, yeah we do. Oh, fuck. I mean, it's it's in the thing. So right. Oh, we don't have to sing it out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. One, two, <laughs> Yo, it's your girl, Kashandra. Your is Katama. Welcome to Yo to Your Podcast. Where we talk about everything from side chicks to current events while staying black as fuck. Hey, let's do it. All right, we're recording. Well, hello, motherfucker. We're right, back so. at it again. I know, you know, gotta stay on the grind. How you feeling this week? You know what? I'm all right. I appreciate you asking that. Why are you just... I always ask you every goddamn episode. Okay, so I take back my appreciation <laughs> and my gratefulness. <laughs> Apparently, you're not grateful because you are making it seem like I don't do this every fucking episode. So... <laughs> You guys, um, I'm good this week. I, it hasn't been really a busy week. I mean, it was the last week at work, so. Okay. That's always busy at the end of the month, but it wasn't like crazy. I okay. I had to pop off on nobody, so I'm pretty good. Kind of waiting for when you're going to ask me how am I doing, so just. Uh, <laughs> can I finish my <laughs> That's fine, Katayla. <laughs> so you asked the question so I can ask you, how are you doing today? Oh my God, thank you for asking. Um, I'm good. You know, it's been a good week. Yeah. Uh, it's March first. I just usually March don't say the date, but it's March first, which is Harry Belafonte's birthday. Okay. Got, uh, my boy Dre, shout out to Dre, mm-hmm. happy birthday, and a week from my birthday. Mm. So yeah. This is a big deal. It's a big deal. Big things are coming in March. Big things are gone, <laughs> as uh, my friends back home would say. Okay. Because uh, your friends here don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> just like. I think you should tell people who uh, Billy. Harry Belafonte. <laughs> you said uh, Billy. That nigga. <laughs> Harry like Belafonte was like a famous um, actor back in the day. Yeah, great opportunity to work for. Right. Um, which definitely inspired me to move out to LA right. and you know pursue. And look, you're here. You about to turn another year. It's gonna be your last year of your twenties. Last year, mm. I'm old, nigga. You getting there? I'm old. My knees are not the same as I they were before. You I need to take some Megan juice or something. She needs, she needs to put it in a bottle. Yo, Megan juice? Megan that juice. would be fire. Just like Erica Badu. Because Bobby. I would it's buy it for a completely different reason. Okay. <laughs> That's why it's not one. Because I'm like, oh, Megan juice. <laughs> Let me get some of that sweet nectar. So, I'm in a good mood. A lot of shit going on this week. But I'm also very excited because we have a special guest on today. I didn't know. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so you just thought there was a random black girl <laughs> sitting next to you. This whole time. And you wasn't going to question This whole time. It. Okay. So today we have a woman of multiple talents. She is a writer. Yes. She is a poet. Yes. She is an actor. Mm-hmm. And she is a cock sucking director. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was it. That we wasn't supposed to include that. <laughs> no. <laughs> wasn't supposed to include that, but I think she wanted me to emphasize that. So, I did a little dance with So you. I'm debating whether we're gonna leave that in or not. We're not gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so let's try that again. Okay, all right. So, we have a writing, poetic, fitness, ass, dope person, but the most important thing most important? is that she's a Brooklyn native. Yeah. 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 
Miss Shani Francion. Yes. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm excited. No problem. Francion, that is French? French, yes. And so you are French? Yes, Haitian and French. Actually, the Francillons originated in Sweden. Mm. Really? And then there were three brothers, and then one of them went to Haiti and just started sleeping with black women. So <laughs> um, then that's well, that's where it all started. So. Um, <laughs> no, they did back in the day. <laughs> no, they did back in the day. Um, so you are Haitian. I am Haitian. I miss Haitians. I miss, I miss them too, man. I really Haitians. do. And... Yeah, she, she'll be all right. Uh, I miss them too, and it's tough. You don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah, I miss Sospoa. <laughs> uh, I was an honorary Haitian for two and a half years. There's a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. my ex-girlfriend was Haitian. Can you say a sentence in Creole? Uh, muy fatigue. That was... muy, no, muy fatigue. That's better? No. Yeah, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, that was okay. That was okay. Or, or muy grango. 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 Yeah. Okay. So what, what the fuck are y'all saying? If you he, he would said, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> if you would just wait a second. I said I'm tired. Yes. And I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes, how are you? Yeah, so what what happened is my ex would... Come on, yeah. Yeah. My ex would treat me like a five-year-old. I'm like, baby, show him the new thing I told you to do this week. Oh my Come god. On, yeah. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Come here, go show him. Come on, yeah. <laughs> so spa. Like, oh, it's just like, do that shit language like that. thing. Do that language thing. Yeah, yeah every language. single time. So she would uh, make me do all this other shit. But so I'm happy that you're here. I'm we happy. are happy that you're here. Happy yeah. to be here. Because we have a segment where we, we talk about women who are in male-dominated fields. Yeah. So you have multiple talents. But yes. one of the things that we definitely want to stress on is you being a personal trainer. Yes. Uh, um, how was your week? <laughs> Ooh, how was my week? My week was good. February kicked my ass, I will say. It yeah. just, like, it took me. And it threw me on the ground and said, bitch, we're fucking you up this oh, month. Damn. Yeah, 100%. It, it was like that. the gift for the whole. Like, that was the man. <laughs> oh, the, the Loki? <laughs> yeah. No, literally, that's what it felt like. Um, so things started getting better this week. And um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way it started and ended. So, yeah. As someone who's from Brooklyn and then moved out here, like, what, is some, what do you think are some of like, your biggest, like, I don't know, issues that you, like, biggest transitional things that you have to, like, get used to? Um, transportation, not transportation. Having a car. Okay, that's definitely very challenging because, yeah, we have public transportation in New York, but like I was driving mm. back home, so and you know I was on the train, but like I oh if I needed something, I'm hopping in the car. Yeah, so that's big. That's been a challenge. Um, and I think just seeing my friends consistently. Because mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends that are artists, nobody has a consistent schedule. Mm-hmm. So we may plan things and then somebody might book something or somebody might have to like fly out or somebody's busy on a TV show so they're exhausted. So I think finding the scheduling is really crazy because even my schedule is out of, I don't have a consistent schedule. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a fun thing, but also um, a hectic thing because sometimes I'm like, I do want to plan this. But just expect that I may not be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shit happens. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you gotta have people who's knowledgeable of that stuff and accepting. Exactly. Like at the end of the day, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> I think I turned oh. it off. I turned it off then. You I turned it back on. Okay. So, so how do you plan on making March better? 
I'm making March better by doing my free fitness classes every Sunday in Glendale. Please sign up on InShapeWithShani.com. Uh, I, I know, right? And I'll be back with another plug. Uh, in addition to that, seeing my friends more, for sure, and also creating my own work. Okay, so that's actually a good segue because I went to her class this morning. Oh, you did? I did. You did. You did. Um, she kicked my ass. He could have invited me. <laughs> right? He could have gave it's you a the, ride. It's in the cool. same place that you said I'll be there in spirit. Oh, you would have. So you would have drove here? And then I drove. had to drive here, right? So it would have made sense. <laughs> that's accurate. That's accurate. That's really so accurate. Maybe not next Sunday, but the, the, next, the, the next time. He okay. goes. Next Can Sunday. I talk about my experience in her class? Yeah, talk about your experience. So I had a great experience. Um, I was the only guy there, which, you know, is what I love. But. Um, I thought it was going to be harder because I go on like her Instagram. She has like all these abs and shit. I'm like, Ugh. oh my God. You were nervous? Yeah, I was like, Ugh, I'm going to embarrass myself. Because, you know, I, I do the clocking stuff on yeah. Instagram. So people think I'm Superman. Yeah. So I pull up, I'm like, mm, they're going to see the truth. <laughs> <laughs> my knees haven't been the same since high school. Oh my God. My shoulder pops Those out from time. <laughs> Those are literally thirsty. You just ain't jumping lunch. <laughs> So I got there and she had soca music playing in the background. Yeah, so it was a vibe. Yeah. I saw a couple of people I know. So like, you know, we all stick together. But the overall class was just like, it was challenging me. It wasn't discouragingly challenging. Okay. I like that. And like, she did a great job, like just encouraging everyone. You got this, keep going. She kept calling me out in front of people. <laughs> but she knew that's what you needed. That's exactly. Not, that's not what I needed. Cause at one point I was going to be like, stop snitching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got one more time because she did that shit that I hurt I hate when personal trainers do like I'm doing something and I'm comfortable in this and then you gonna tell me I'm doing it wrong like this is hard <laughs> so now I'm <laughs> <body> just adjusting <laughs> so now I move to the where I'm supposed to be knowing like, a slight a slight a slight adjustment fuck sure. rules like why I'm now I'm right. doing this my butt's in the air this feels better yeah. But then now when I'm doing it, because you know you're doing it right when you start feeling it. Like, oh, my butt is tight. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? So like she was doing that, and I was just like, <sighs> but it was good. It was the overall experience was just like really really dope. So, How'd you feel about being outside? Okay, so that's a good question because I didn't know it was outside. So I went, because there's a, a, a fitness thing, mm-hmm. like right down the block. I yeah. think it's like 24 hours, something fitness, yeah. anytime fitness. So I was trying to like open the door yeah. the whole time, but you can't get in without a pass. So I'm looking like a crazy person. Right. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> but, but this is what I understand because he said, he said, where is it? And I said, Glendale Central Park. That's not what she said. That's what she like, said. Pull she, up I the said, text message. I said, yeah, y'all always want receipts. Y'all always want receipts. I said Glendale <laughs> Central what Park. Said. What she said was, she said put in Glendale. So like, what that means to me is like this will tell you it's where it vicinity. is. Like it's in the vicinity. So I'm like, oh, oh. and I'm looking at the clouds, and it looks like the apocalypse is about to happen. <laughs> so like, it can't be outside. <laughs> I can't get my hair wet. And then I'm looking, and I see there's a couple of women. Oh, that's her. Oh, and then I went, and then, um, so I found it okay. eventually. Mm-hmm. So it's in the park for mm-hmm. those who are going to go. Um, and it was just a really good experience. Yay. Yeah. I'm pretty excited to attend one. Please do. I'm pretty excited. 
So what brought you or what made you get into being a fitness instructor? Well, I started well, I started gymnastics when I was about thirteen because I have scoliosis. No, not I wasn't even on Gabby's level. Yikes. Um, but I have scoliosis, so my spine is um shaped like a S. And so I was like, yo, maybe gymnastics will align me. And from there, by the time I was sixteen, the the person that's in charge of the facility was like, We want you to start coaching. So I started coaching the younger girls and from there I was like all into fitness, like fitness, fitness, fitness. But then I went to college thinking I wanted to be a doctor you know the caribbean yeah i'm gonna be a doctor a doctor or a lawyer a doctor or a lawyer only two options and by the (laughs) time i was in my first semester i was like yeah i will kill myself if i do this shit so um then i started like looking up different majors i went to hofstra university in long island and i saw exercise science and i was like what the fuck is that like that it's not a common major i don't know if it's grown since then Mm -hmm. but then i started learning the physiology and anatomy of exercise um it was more scientific and from there i was like cool like i could be a physical therapist i could pretty much do anything with it and after that i was like yeah no i don't want to do physical therapy because that shit is boring um because you have to do like hours and everything you do your little internship hours and the physical therapists don't even look happy to be there. Mm-hmm. So you don't, they don't have a relationship with the patients. It's yeah. like, I see you for 15 minutes, bye, mm-hmm. for six weeks, bye. And then I needed a job that was flexible. And I walked past an Equinox one day and they hired me right on the spot. And from there, I started training people. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. yeah. And this all happened in New York. Yes, this all happened. Oh, was, uh, I thought you, for some reason, I thought you started doing it out here. Oh, no, I've been training for five years. So... Is there big differences? Like, is it harder to get book people out uh, back home than out here? Or I'm sorry, yeah, you're right. Mm, it's easier here. It's easier here. People need to look good all year round, mm. and a lot of people in the industry. Y'all niggas don't have to look good in the winter. No. <laughs> you're right. I need to move. I'm just playing. <laughs> that is literally. I think. I think that people people fail to realize that um, summer bodies are made in the winter. Mm-hmm. So in New York, when it's the winter time, people are like, "Yeah, I don't feel like training. No. I don't feel like doing this. It's, I don't even want to go to the gym. Like it's too cold to go outside." It's Ten degrees outside. Yeah. Versus here, everybody's like, "It's January. I'm working out. It's February. I'm working out." Okay. So it's definitely easier for me to build clientele here, and I, it's also a trend. Like I also think people just want to train just to say they have a trainer here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is easier out here for sure. Okay. Yeah. What are some of the big challenges? Like, what are some of the challenging things? Um, with training people here versus New York. Mm-hmm. I guess because people are not as disciplined. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a trainer can only do so much. We don't know what you're doing the other 100 hours of the week. Yeah. I'm with you for two, three hours out of the week. And some people fail to realize that. So what you're doing when you leave me matters. And because a lot of things are very social, people are still drinking. People mm-hmm. are still like going out to eat. They go to industry parties, blah, blah, blah. Versus New York, people have nine to five. They go to work. Not to say people in New York don't eat shitty because they do. Oh, we do. But There's corner stores everywhere. Exactly. But their lifestyle is like, okay, I'm going to work and then I'm going home. I knew a guy who would get a honey bun right after you worked out. Oh, what? <laughs> you just yeah, just, <laughs> fuck the workout, nigga. I, I want a honey bun. First of all, who craves a honey bun after it was just every whatever? That's a different. Anywho. <laughs> so what about like as being a black woman? Do you see a lot of people that look like you? Definitely not. 
that's that's one of the most challenging things because at my I don't even want to say the gym's name because I don't think that would be best. But of course not. at the gym, at the gym I was working at in New York, I was the only black female trainer. And then well, it could pick up. Oh, that. wow. Yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was. <laughs> I'm making a point. <laughs> so back in New York, the gym I was working at, I was the only black female trainer for quite some time. Then we would get black female trainers and then she would leave. Or they, like, they just would leave. Like, I was the only one that stayed for years. And then I had a black female manager. And I was like, oh, shit, it's lit. It's both of us. But then I was moving to L.A. by that point. So then when I transferred gyms here, I am still the only black female. And a lot of people fail to realize those high-end gyms are predominantly white members. Mm -hmm. And I am very uncomfortable approaching white men for training for anything honestly and i realized i realized it's very ancestral why i'm not comfortable approaching a white male member at first i was like i don't get it like why can't i speak to them why can't i let them know like yo you actually need a trainer yeah and i'm like no it's deeply rooted we way back during slave days like we're not allowed to speak up we're not allowed to let you know that you need me Mm -hmm. and people fail to realize that ancestral trauma is actually a thing. Like, there are studies on it. So it's very challenging being the only black woman and having to navigate a gym where I don't see other black women walking around. And the few times that I do, it's rare. Like, you know, I'll see them, like, a little sprinkle. And then, you know, we'll make that eye connection, like, we here, sis. We here. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. And I've recently had to actually go to my manager about it because one of my coworkers who is white said something, well, discriminated against me being Haitian, mm-hmm. being Haitian American. And I'm like, yo, like, I don't have a clan of people here to have my back. And I don't even rely on the black male trainers to have my back. Oh. And interestingly enough, when we had a whole meeting about it, and because um, they were like, oh, are you comfortable telling the whole team like what happened? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, sure. But I let my managers know who are white. I was like, don't expect the black males to have my back because they also got to think about their job. That's one. And two, it's they're also deeply rooted in the idea of let me not say nothing because... I'd just rather not cause tension, whatever it is. So I went into it like thinking, all right, cool, here's what's gonna happen. So I said whatever I said in the meeting, and I basically like let them know, be be a, be um, aware of your coworkers that are of color and your coworkers that are black. When I change my hairstyles, I'm getting stared at constantly. When I'm, when I'm changing hairstyles, I'm getting stared at. You know, these are, things that these people are not used to. And um, so then they were like, does anybody have anything else to say? I'm like, where the brother's at? Then one brother stood up. I don't know how the fuck he changed the subject. <laughs> how he changed the subject? But it just, he just completely changed where the direction of the conversation was going. And I was very upset about that. But then another brother, came and saved the day. He brought it back around? Yes, he brought it back around. Go ahead, brother. And uh, spoke about his experience dealing with white members in the gym and how he was called a nigga. Mm. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> These hands. <laughs> Ain't just for lifting weights. So... These hands. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. But a lot of that sounds like, um, do you think your experience would be different if you were a white woman? In the gym, absolutely. Because in the world, in the world, <laughs> that doesn't everywhere. That sounds like an obvious question, and I mean yeah. saying an obvious question. But you were saying things like, um, you were saying things like, uh, y- there's ancestry trauma that hinders you from wanting to like ask men a question or tell men like, ask yo, you should be doing ask white men. Mm-hmm. But then with uh, racism, there's also patriarchy too. Yeah. So there's a yeah. level of like. Yo, you wouldn't feel comfortable correcting a man, especially yeah, at a gym or something that, like why that. Why she was saying that? But honestly, I feel like she has similar experiences to you, like Katema. I feel like in instances where you spoke to me about like um, you don't know how to operate with white people, whether it's our Caucasian people, whatever we want, European people in the workplace, um, at parties, at different settings. You're like, I just don't know how to mold with them because in New York, you're just surrounded. Like this is black Mecca, like it's just black people, Caribbean people, it is your culture, it's your life. Yeah. And I feel like you guys being raised in the same thing. Me coming from Arizona, I feel like, what do you mean you don't know how to work with them? Like, mm, you, I grew up in schools with them. I would go to the same grocery store, you know, yeah. like simple stuff. And I was like, but um, speaking ancestrally, um, I get the point of like being more Nervous to approach certain subjects. Or yeah, being nervous that's to approach yeah, them. Yeah, because you don't know how they'll react to you. Yeah, you that's what I, mean? I was gonna say because like the high school I went to was predominantly white. Okay. So middle school was black. Then high school I was like, oh shit, this this is not normal. Like yeah. I went to Bishop Carney in Brooklyn. All oh. girl, all girl school, predominantly white. I went to Nazareth. Oh yeah, it's another that's, Catholic school. And it, and it was predominantly black. 95, 99% black, yeah. So I already learned how to be around white people. I, I was very popular at my school. I was really cool with the white people. Like, yeah. Gotcha. Here. So what you're saying is that but it's not a, comfortable. It's a, different, it's a different conversation when Stop you're talking. It's a different conversation. <laughs> it's a different conversation when you're talking about money. When, okay. you're ta- when you're telling somebody who your ancestors saw as superior that they need to spend money to work with you and they need to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So that means you need to see me as valuable. Yeah. And our ancestors never never believed that we were valuable to them. Mm-hmm. So as a modernized black woman, I still, though I can sit here and be like, yeah, I'm, I, like, I know I'm valuable, da 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 If you put a 50-year-old white man in front of me and he wants to talk about training, there's still a block there. I'm gonna still do my job, but I'm not gonna have the same conversation with him as I'm gonna have with you. Correct. So that that's my thing. I could be friends with white people all I want, mm-hmm. but it's completely different when they're male and they're way older than me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also like you went to uh, all girls school, mm-hmm. so like even though it's like more white people, it's still girls. Exactly. So like there's like even me personally, I can I don't I get along a lot better with sarcastic white women. Than I do with like white men. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that whole uh, not being able to approach people. Not from like a. It's just like I don't want to. Like, right. I just, just I don't want to talk to you. Like it's fine. It feels weird. So like I grew up very pro black. You know, I'd say it was like very pro black. Very like black people first. This and that. So it feels. Like, I'm, like, portraying that sometimes when I'm, like, com- having conversations. Like, I'm, like, frolicking with the enemy or some yeah. shit. Like that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very, it's it's still, like, there's ancestry thing, but there's, like, 
this the, the like two different sides of the spectrum and shit like that. Yeah. Just like this is kind of off topic. Not really, but I sometimes I feel like um you know how we kind of um put blackness on a spectrum, right? So yes. like you're not black enough or yes. if you do this, you're definitely not black, right? So I feel like when I hear experiences like this, I'm like, "Well, bitch, is you not black?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, growing up in Arizona for sure, like for sure, like I'm going to have a separate experience. Um, I, I'm just submerged with white culture, of course, and the way that my family grew up is not quote unquote, I guess, pro black. Like my mommy teach me the black national anthem. We didn't really yeah, yeah, read yeah. black books like that. Like everything that you say it is. So I just feel a lot of times it's opposite. Um, so hearing you guys saying that, mm-hmm. um, I see the difference in how I would like kind of. Um, relate to a situation mm. than how you guys would relate to a situation. Yeah. So I wanted to swerve and be like, oh, but you have great insight on what you need to like improve on. Yeah. Or, or not really improve on, come to terms with in order to get your business popping and growing like you want it to go. Exactly. Um, that leads me to my question on, in general, not just for white men or um, white people, but black people, Mexicans, everybody, what do you find are the challenges in being an instructor? The biggest challenge, the biggest challenge I face with working with anybody, doesn't matter the culture, doesn't matter the race, is people don't know their why. They don't know why they want to improve their health. They don't know why they want to be fit and they don't know why they want to quote unquote look like somebody. So you come to me for help, but you don't know what's deeply rooted mentally as to what's that block that you have with health and fitness. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm not a fan of when people say, I want to look like this. Why? Uh-huh. Why do you want to look like somebody I want to look like me. But, but, but it comes down to... So is that... <laughs> I think people have a picture... That I, said, I just I'm, want, I'm like just going to tell you now. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, um, not to deter anything that you're saying, because I think that's right, too. I think you put a lot of psychological thought into um, stuff, which is good, because, you know, your schooling and stuff is coming into your work. (laughs) But um, with that being said, I feel like people have an image in their head because they want, you need something to um, ascertain to. Like, you need something to go get. And so if I have a picture in my head, oh, I want to look like Meg, which might be unrealistic, Mm -hmm. right? Or I want to look like a certain person that's a drive to actually do that and I feel like when people say put your goals um, up around your house write down your goals have a picture of what you want to look like that's what they put up so I see where you're going Mm -hmm. with that but the only reason why I disagree in some aspects I think that's true for some people Mm -hmm. other people it's cultural my culture says this is what's beautiful oh yeah yeah, so this is what I have to aspire to growing up I was the only I was the skinniest person in my house everybody in my house is thick yeah Thick, thick, thick. Haitian women. Never had that issue. Haitian women, boy. I'm an opposite. Thick, thick, thick. It's that grill, that sospa, whatever it is. The hips, everything. Like kryptonite. It's crazy. My grandmother's hips were like to the point where walking in the door, sometimes she would have to walk sideways Mm. because... And so for me, when I first became a trainer, it was all about, I need to look like a thick black woman because Mm -hmm. that's what's beautiful. That's how I'll get attention. Mm -hmm. And that's what people will 
aspire people will aspire to look like me if I look like that. Was that what you had in your head? That's what I had in my head. Okay. Yeah. So I was doing everything was, you know, the typical butt abs, butt abs, yeah. butt abs. And again, that's when I first started training. And then at some point, like my body doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. It takes when I first became a trainer, I was 125 pounds. Now believe it or not, I'm 140. Mm-hmm. And even 140 doesn't look like 140. 140. You right. know what I mean? So in my head, I'm like, I'm going to get to like 140 and look thick and da 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 da. And, I, and though I'm thicker than how I was, it's still not even going to be close to like mm-hmm. a Megan, close to like my sister. Yeah. And I had to come to terms with why are you fighting? You are willing <clears throat> to fight the body that you were born with to aspire to be like somebody else because you think. Because your culture said that's what's more attractive. That's what's beautiful. That's what's beautiful. That's what's sexy. So now I'm like, okay, cool. I know my butt can get bigger. My butt has gotten bigger, but it's still on a slim body. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Shout out to deadlift. Um, I'm very grateful that I got thicker. But I'm thicker, but I'm still slim. And it's getting to the point where I have enjoyed the process of accepting it. It's still tough. There's still times I'm like, I just want my legs to be bigger. Yeah. But, like... He wants some. <laughs> chop it off. Chop it off. Chop it off. But at some point, I'm just like, okay, yo, this is this is what it is. <laughs> and on top of that, our bodies change over time. So when I'm 30, I will be able to retain more fat. When I'm 40, I'll be able to retain more fat. Mm-hmm. So it's about being patient with the body that you have and understanding it. A lot of people don't know the type of body they yeah. have. We're endomorphs, ectomorphs, and mesomorphs. Ooh. We How you spell that, sis? <laughs> So, uh, to be all the way honest, thought those were Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga! Those three categories, That's if you look it up. <laughs> those three categories just explain the type of body you have. Like, for example, a mesomorph is just somebody who's able to retain muscle easily. Mm. Like, you look at your athlete. They could eat like shit, yeah. but they still have abs. That's the way their body is. So, let's say he's like, nah, fuck it. I want to be overweight. Let's say he really, he's going to fight the way he's biologically built yeah. to attain to be something else, which is possible. You can do it, but it's like, it's so much work. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, people need to understand their why. If your why is like, no, I aspire to look like this woman because maybe I'll look better in my clothes. I'll feel better in my clothes. That's different than, oh, because my culture said that that's makes me beautiful. more attractive. So what, you, what I hear is that you want people to dig deeper. Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah, you, I mean, because the way I heard it is like, if you don't know your, all the, if your shit is based in shallow reasons, then you're not going to be out here working the yep. way you want to. So like, if you're based, if you why, oh, because I want to look like Mary, because I want to do this, that. That's completely different than I want to live a healthier lifestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to live till I'm 100. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So there's certain there's going to be times where the exercises are going to get hard and the motivation and shit like that. Or there's going to be times where you just don't want to go to the gym at all. Yep. The why is so... What drives um, you. What drives you and what keeps you going and stay consistent. So yeah. I think that was, that was the major thing that I heard over there. Absolutely. Um, I think... Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how you spell those words. <laughs> what, what are the words? You think I remember well, them? <laughs> Mesomorph, uh, endomorph. Google we'll, it. We'll so, put it on the gram. Yeah. So tell me. Those niggas don't sound like Pokemon. Right, no. I said Mesomorph. <laughs> I can't stand y'all. That's, that's science, guys. That's okay. science. <laughs> I hate science words. They're so complicated for no reason. For no reason. For no reason. Okay, so there's different body types, actually. Yeah. Because I, and I was 
curious about that because we were talking about um, something off camera. Uh, what was that? The Julia Michael? That was the name? Yeah. Jillian Michael. Jillian Michael. Yeah. She made a comment about Lizzo. About Lizzo. Mm-hmm. I'll insert it in the thing. I'll okay. insert that thing. Insert clip here. I, I have to no. say, I've, I've personally found, no. and I love celebrities like Lizzo or Ashley Graham who are really preaching self acceptance. I and, love her music. Yeah. 100%. Well, I don't know anything about her. I'm sure she's a cool awesome chick. Yeah, and I love that they're putting images out there that we normally don't get to see of bodies that we don't get to see being celebrated. And um, why are we celebrating her body? Why does it matter? That's what I'm saying. Like, why aren't we celebrating her music? Because it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes. Well, I want to ask you... I'm just being honest. Like, I love her music. Like, my kid loves her music. But there's never a moment where I'm like, and I'm so glad that she's uh, uh, overweight. Like... Yeah. So she was pretty much saying that, like, she has an issue with people celebrating um, Lizzo's body type because it's promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And when I heard it, when I watched the whole thing, I was like, oh, because it didn't, it wasn't like, I didn't see what she said was wrong. It's not that she said it was like, oh, what she's saying is this and that, blah, blah, blah. Because a lot of times people will say, you don't know Lizzo, you don't know that Lizzo is unhealthy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's the way, I, the way I understood it, the way I've grown up understanding is that yeah, there are anomalies. There are exceptions to the rule. Just like there's very skinny, unhealthy people. Oh, all the time I see that. Just like there's very skinny, unhealthy people, there's uh, larger people who are healthy. But from a numeric, I think like those are those sound like anomalies to me. It's because like if you are a certain body type, you're you're more prone to being unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But that could be that could be that could be something that is like. I just got it fucked up, or I just don't know. I don't think you have it fucked up. Yeah. I think I think that is clear and known, but I think there's a lot of factors that go into stuff like that. Not only is it like a body type, but it's also age, um, yep. your ethnicity. Yeah, like there's so many different factors. Genetics, but yeah, and but so many people focus on the body type. So many folks. Po- so many people focus on if you're bigger, okay, you're more prone to heart disease, uh, diabetes, and all this stuff. But skinny people get diabetes all the time. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, I've been eating french fries my whole life, and <laughs> you, you're over here with that. So I just, <laughs> that was a personal example. Yeah, it was supposed to be generalized. My whole life. I've been not, eating fries <laughs> my whole life. Not to say that's healthy, y'all. I'm not I'm not condoning that at all because I'm trying to fix my habit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um being thicker and me always being the thick person in my family, that doesn't mean that I have like diseases are I'm more susceptible. Susceptible mm-hmm. yeah. to diseases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I think that's what got America irritated. And the fact that we're trying to shift the culture, mm-hmm. right? So we've seen a lot of more plus size models come out. Um we've seen a lot of covers having plus size people. Yep. So I think the culture is shifting and I guess she just wanted to highlight that we really need to focus on being healthy in general. I okay, so the way I understood it, uh I understood it is like because I watched the whole clip, not just that one clip they said. I watched the whole 15-minute interview. And she was just talking about, I mean, she's a fitness person. Yeah. And they were talking about, like, um, you know, there's acting people. And the person that was interviewing her brought up Lizzo. And she was like, Lizzo should definitely be happy with who she is and blah, 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 blah. But I don't understand why we are. But her body type, the way she sees it, is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And although you should be happy. But why is it unhealthy? The, the, 
because what she's saying is like usually when you have that body type, you are more like there are people who are exception to the rule. But if there's a thousand people, mm-hmm. there's a couple, there's like a hundred people who are healthy, but like there's nine hundred other people who are like more prone to. Okay, her, you know, she ain't got diabetes, she ain't got arthritis. She she might have no arthritis. <laughs> no, them joints be messy. Yeah, That's something true. I had to be very right. Conscious my right of. knee hurting right now. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, like growing up, I had to be very conscious of my weight. I was overweight. I, like, yeah. I had to be, so, um, I think what it sounded like she was saying was that that shouldn't be your plateau. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, be happy where you are right now, but you should you should be working to mm-hmm. being slimmer or something like that. Be healthier. Being yeah. Yeah, lowering her body fat percentage, so yeah, healthy. yes. So, what did you think of when you saw that? Well, now that you're putting it that way, I like uh, I agree. I believe she said it in the wrong way mm-hmm. because she was like, "Are we gonna celebrate if she has diabetes?" I don't yeah. think that I don't think that was necessary. And I think to that's say. why that's why Lizzo said kiss her ass. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like. I, I feel like people have a problem with confident-ass people. Mm-hmm. And what Lizzo is showing us is that she is confident Yo, as fuck. Gives no fuck. And we don't know what psychologically she's been through with her weight. Mm-hmm. And I read the comments. I go on her page sometimes, and when she has like barely any clothes on, I'll read the comments because I think it's so important for us to see the bullies in the world and not be like them. Hmm. Because you might look at it and be like, why is she showing that? And then you look at a comment and you see 30 people already said that. Don't be like those 30 people. Yeah. Just be like, yo, she is celebrating her body. Like, I, I was surrounded by big women. You know, like I said, I was the slimmest in my family. I've seen what psychological damage happens to people that are overweight and what society does, how women don't even feel attractive. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, yes, I, would, I, I don't know if she's healthy. I don't know if she's unhealthy. I just see somebody that's confident as fuck, and I appreciate her for being that because there's 10 other little girls that are looking at her and like, finally, representation, finally. Because it's the same thing if you think about it like, everybody's like, oh, representation matters. Big woman, thick woman, Mm -hmm. even overweight woman Mm -hmm. is representation that we need. You Mm -hmm. don't even see that many overweight actors. Why not? Why can't they be the leading love interest? I don't understand. literally just talking about that. That's true. I, mean, I was just talking about like there was someone who was on a panel. She she called herself a fat black woman. That's what she was saying. And she said, as a fat black woman, you're often seen as the friend. Yeah, the, the funny friend, the or one the that can sing, the yeah. aunt, the teacher. Like, yeah. yo, why she can't be the leading lady? I don't understand. That's yeah. that's cool to me. Mm-hmm. So for me, I I like you said, I've seen a lot of slim people with high body fat percentages, yeah, 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 yeah. and I gotta break. I gotta be the one to tell them like you are actually unhealthy yeah, yeah, and yeah. what you're doing is not helping. Yeah. So high body fat percentage, even as a woman can affect you in pregnancy. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Like, let's say everything else is healthy about you. You don't have diabetes. You don't have anything. You that's don't have hypertension. Oops. <laughs> but now you're like, okay, I'm in a space where I want to prepare to have children. Yeah. Now you got to focus on lowering your body fat percentage. For sure. So, I think it matters on what you want in life. And I guess if Jillian said like not to focus on a plateau, yeah, absolutely, you shouldn't plateau there. Because as you get older, it's only going to get harder to lower the body fat percentage. But, and then that's what I was seeing. Because, yes, you could have not said the whole diabetes yeah. thing. But I was like, for the same time, um, for the same, you said the smaller, uh, larger size people who see people, they don't see themselves on TV. So representation matters. So it's like... 
it's, it's also like if representation matters too, and they're saying Lizzo is healthy, Lizzo is this and that. Like it's not. It's, it, it doesn't send a. It, she's help, she's happy with who she is. She loves who she is. Blah blah blah. But it's also like then what she was. What it sounded like she was saying is like if we keep promoting this and keep promoting stuff like that, heart disease is gonna go up. Help, that we're making it a norm. Making it a norm that and celebrating where this person is because she what she was pretty much trying to describe is that this person is living unhealthy, unhealthily. And if we keep promoting it, out of work. You know. <laughs> She was living an unhealthy lifestyle, and we keep saying that this is what you're supposed to do, and love it, and be happy in this unhealthy lifestyle, then you're going, that representation is going to translate to all these other people who are living the same unhealthy lifestyle. But you know what, you, like literally I just had this idea as you were talking, we've promoted being skinny for years, and, and, that's and people have done unhealthy extremes to get there, okay. so... There are people with bulimia, anorexia. Yeah. There mm -hmm. are people that, and I hate when I have clients that are like, I'm just not going to eat. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I just haven't eaten. Like, mm -hmm. what are you doing? I'm intermittent fasting. I'm intermittent, like, for like 30, for days, for 30 hours out of 24 hours a day. I'm not going to eat for 10, 10 days. Like, you know, so. <laughs> your last diet. <laughs> I, don't even, I, I don't even think it's that deep for us to see more overweight individuals and for us to be like oh this is it is fucking normal mm -hmm. it is normal to in see america overweight. for sure yeah yeah so if that i see our culture five overweight individuals in a movie that is representation representation of our fucking culture stop mm -hmm. giving us fucking huge portions at restaurants then mm -hmm. sorry <laughs> the fucking brooklyn i'm <laughs> coming out because it's getting me tight like really thinking about it like that is our world, so why should you have a problem with it? And in reality, it's not the child, it's the mm -hmm. parent. Mm -hmm. It's the parent that's feeding the child all this shit. Mm -hmm. And people are not discussing that because the child would not grow up overweight if the parent is has access to healthy food because sometimes it's not even the parent's fault. Yeah. Especially I was about to say, I feel like they do state that, that it is the parents who need to educate their children. Mm -hmm. But the fact is that America in general just idolizes or push forward like fast food. Yes. Um, they put so many hormones in our food that we don't even know what we're really eating. Organic stuff is not even really or organic. Like we're just paying high end price for some less pesticide yes. lettuce, like it makes no sense. We just put it My favorite are vegans that still eat terrible. Yeah. yeah. And they swear they're healthy. Yeah. yeah. But then th that also just addresses like just a lot of uh, misinformation that yeah. we get, period. Yeah. So like, you know, my priority is always black people. Like just black people, period, we don't get a lot of just nutritional information. A we lot don't... of us live in food deserts yeah. mm -hmm. where you have to search for a minute, I mean, uh, so we would go out sometimes and like, what do you want? I said, I just want spinach. That's yeah. all I want. Like, I want something with spinach. Yeah. It's like, if you don't know, like, no, you can't keep eating this. And like, those who are in lower income areas, I don't got time to go home and cook. Yep. I don't got time to do all this stuff. So McDonald's, that's why you know you're in the hood circuit like, because you'll see a Kennedy's fried chicken. Same block. You'll see, uh, you'll see a McDonald's, you see a Popeye's, all in the same And a liquor block. store. And a liquor store. Like, you know, just gets you thirsty. And the like, corner <laughs> store. <laughs> and the corner store for the snack. And the yeah. corner store don't got nothing yeah. in it. So, like, a lot of people do not know, um, you know, they don't have access to nutritional food, but then at the same time, those same people have, who grow up mm -hmm. in food deserts 
now they're adults making more money, but they still don't know like it's, oh it's habitual. Yeah, yes. oh, maybe I should do this. Yeah, yeah. So, we were just talking about oh like before the cameras and microphones came to play, we were talking about conditioning yes. and how um, our minds are. Well, everybody knows. I hope everybody knows that <laughs> this world we're conditioned for it, right? And so like I gave the example of my mom always feeding me fast food and the fact that when I feel like I have to eat a hamburger, it has to be French fries there. Yeah. But <laughs> you say, yeah, it does. Oh. <laughs> no, but it doesn't. Yeah, this is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Um, so we have to be mindful of how we are conditioned and what our habits yep. are in order to change them. I, yeah, I literally just told this to one of the girls after my class. She's very slim, uh, similar to me. She was like, oh, I think I'm going to go get a burger, but I probably shouldn't. And I was like, get the burger, girl. Like, you know, you're fine. You're, and I literally told her, your body type, you can get the burger. And I was like, just don't get the fries. Yeah. Yeah, see that. See for me, that's different. For cause so I grew up in a very health conscious household. So like my mother used to run track and stuff like that. Ooh, nice. So she used to be like, nah, um, don't eat this, don't eat that. You can't eat this. Blah blah blah. She's very on me about weight. Like she used to make me run around the track and everything like that. My father is just a street nigga who would do pull ups on like the don't walk things and yeah. stuff like that. But he was also very health conscious too. It was like if I have. Um, peanut butter and jelly, I wasn't allowed to have juice with it. Like, it was water. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I grew up, I never had a cavity and stuff like that. I was very okay. health conscious, but that was, at least they, that was the health conscious of, like, they knew more than the people around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought, like, oh, don't have hamburgers, period, because I hamburgers are unhealthy. What you're saying is, no, your body type can do that. So, yeah. like, oh, it's that body type? I thought all of our shit was the same. I thought, mm-hmm. like, yo, it's going to affect us in the same way. That's another level that I'm also learning, too. Yeah. And I also, like, in the, just just within a Caribbean household, Jamaicans don't eat fucking honey buns. Like, yeah. they don't have, there's no Kool-Aid in the house. There's no anything. They're very, very health conscious as they think. So, they, they're not eating like Americans eat. But, but there's more honestly, natural stuff, but that natural stuff still has high sugar. Honestly, yeah. I'm I'm gonna disagree with you. I think I think you know my parents are Haitian, and the Caribbean culture is just as bad. That's what I'm saying. That's Our what, sauces are saturated. That's what I'm with saying. fats, with oils. Great. Shit be so good. <laughs> that's why it's good. We got. <laughs> we're eating rice with every meal, yeah. different kinds of rice. Exactly. So on top of that, we are heavily into liquor yeah. and alcohol. I mean, we're heavily into alcohol. So to me, like the Caribbean culture is not any better. No, that, but that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. It's like they think because we're not eating like Americans that they think healthy. it's healthy. Yeah. So like I would be like, oh, I'm not having Chinese yeah. food today. Mm-hmm. I'm having fucking oxtail. Yeah. Rice but bam, but like when you go to the Caribbean island. That's where it's healthy. Because when you go to Caribbean islands, the food is pure. It's, it doesn't have the GMOs in it and all that. They don't have all the extra shit, mm-hmm. the extra sugar just to make it taste good. Mm-hmm. So that's why most people in the Caribbean are slim as hell. On top of that, on top of that they walk everywhere. Yes. Yeah. They're always walking. Yeah. Yes. So it, I think it's the Caribbeans that move to the United States because they don't have access to all the pure things to make pure food, yeah. so they're making like their version of curry chicken. I mean, with... what they have access to too, yeah. Exactly, yeah. so I, I definitely think that's a, another thing to play a part in because I have a lot of clients who are Asian 
and I've had, and you know, most Asians are very slim. Yeah. yeah. And I've had to sit them down and be like, no, you have a very high body fat percentage. Yeah. And you need to understand why, because it's your culture. You guys mm-hmm. eat rice with every single meal. Yeah. Like I have clients that they have to have rice and I've had conversations where I'm like, I'm not telling you not to have it. I'm telling you just don't have it maybe for dinner this week. Yeah. And they're like, what? Yeah. What am I supposed to eat? Yeah. And I had one client that, <laughs> that um, lived with her in-laws. And it was a sign of disrespect Respect to not eat to, it. To not eat it. She's yeah. like, "What am I supposed to do?" Yeah, I yeah. said, "All right, if it's that bad, then you know, have a spoon, just so she sees that you're eating it, but it's a very small portion." Yeah. So that was interesting because I I thought at that time when I was in Puerto Rico and you were talking about conditioning and he was like the food is more pure and like I was like, "Oh, let me get." I had my phone go, "Fuck, it's fire." But then I said, "Let me get a fruit punch," and the fruit punch came and it was like clear. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Kind of fruit did you guys like, use? I was like, I was like, did you use fruit? No, I was like, no, no, that's 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 the thing. Because I'm used too much being red. Right. <laughs> right. Who did? Who <laughs> coloring that? The thing. Yeah. I'm being red. Right. So then they put it there. I was like, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask for Sprite. <laughs> so then I tasted it. I said, this ain't fruit punch. Then it is. What did it taste it like? Like, like uh, yeah. it's supposed to. It's, <laughs> What does that taste like? Pure. No high fructose corn syrup, <laughs> nothing like that. So, well, you go back in there and get the sugar. <laughs> Somebody bring me some get red dye. Get the white sugar at that. Get the white sugar. Yeah. Get my little dabbies in there. Matter of fact, just bring me this right. That's okay. real. Can you actually explain the whole body types? Well, not the. You said the. You said skinny people had the high body. High body fat percentages. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's go through the body types and then. The okay. Body so fat basically. Um, you have certain body types and there are some people who are prone to just being slim. Like, it doesn't matter how much you eat. People like me, it doesn't matter how much you eat. In order for me to gain weight, I have to literally overeat and lift heavy weights. People think that, and you know, that's the thing. People are like, oh my God. And there's another discrimination factor that's mm-hmm. like, your, your aspiration to gain weight isn't important because you're already slim yeah. and society says that's okay. So, I don't even like responses like that because, again, it's psychological. I want, that's not, this is not what I quote unquote want, right? Mm -hmm. But now you're telling me I should be grateful for it Mm -hmm. when in my mind, I think I should be this way. Mm -hmm. So there are people like me that are very slim and it's very hard and you're like forcing yourself to eat and you don't want to eat sometimes. And on top of that, you have to lift very heavy, not just heavy. But I have to lift very heavy on top of that. And then you have people that are prone to gaining weight. Like, it's their, their, their body just used to storing fat. That first type that you were talking about, is there a name for it? Those are the ectomorphs. Eating. Um, but, yeah, so then you have the other people that store fat very quickly. And that could really be genetics. I don't know the reason why, they're, why we have certain body types. I think a lot of it is genetic. Yeah. And um, what happens in the first few years of your life. Because a lot of children who are athletes, they keep that mesomorph body type. They're able to retain their muscles and keep it there for years down the line. Like you see some 60 year olds look fucking amazing. How? Jada. How? Jada, yeah, like how? how is that? Why is that? So. Angela Bassett. <laughs> Angela Bassett, yeah. Money. Also fat. <laughs> no, I feel like Money. they've been looking like this their whole life. You mean when you've been seeing them on TV? I guess. <laughs> and that's the only insight I have. Yeah, acting like you saw them in high school but... and shit like that. <laughs> See yeah, pictures. <laughs> Went to the house. Um, 
Yes, and there was another part of your question. Well, what was those people who store fat easily? What was those? That's the endomorph. And then you have the mesomorphs, are the people that uh, hold their muscles that are like raw, like all the time. They eat burgers. They got abs for days, which I fucking hate. Those people. <laughs> How do you find out which type you are? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I think you would be able to tell just based off your like what your body weight has been like the last couple of years, mm-hmm. especially as you get older. Mm-hmm. So like, I think you would know if you're the type of person that stores fat or if you're somebody that I'm is that. pretty. <laughs> What's the power? What kind of morph? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I do believe that you would know. I don't think, I don't, cause I don't see much of it in between with people. Hmm. I don't think I've ever, it's either you're this, you're that, or you're that. So if I come across somebody who is in between, I'd be like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah. And what was your other, what was the other half of your question? I don't know. The body types and then, great question. We don't remember. <laughs> okay, cool. Shit, That's cool. It was like, what are the body types and, oh, how do you determine um, body Oh, your body oh, fat body percentage. Fat, yeah. um, there's machines for that. So yeah. where I work, we have actual body fat percentage machines where you just step on it and it just reads your body fat percentage. And um, there are actual charts to understand, like for your age, mm-hmm. where you should land. But if you obviously don't have a machine, you can get a skin fold. And a skin fold, you can order it online, and you basically have to like pinch your skin. Yeah, it's a little compass looking. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it like clamps onto mm-hmm. your skin. It checks the subcutaneous fat, so the fat that's underneath your skin. And it measures it in certain um, parts of your body. There's like seven. You know when your aunties be cooking and they they uh, arms be moving oh, when she stirred the pot. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the fat that they do. <laughs> yeah, that, honestly, she's correct. They do check the tricep. You pull on it and then you clip it. Ooh. You clip. It. Yeah. And um, then there's like a whole like mathematic formula you put in, and then you'll know um, mm-hmm. which body fat percentage. You're Is there a good percentage? Oh yeah, absolutely. But it depends on your age and it depends on your uh, gender. Okay. Yeah. Um, are those, because I think a lot of, what is it, when you, you go to the doctor and they would measure you? The BMI? What is BMI? For the BMI body mass index. Yeah. Yeah. Are those things, because I always thought those things That's were, different. I thought those things were like racially biased. The BMI yeah. is. That's why we don't go by BMI. Okay. I don't go by BMI because actually there was a trainer who is 140 and I'm 140. And we, we literally went around the gym and we were like, who looks like 140? Everybody said her mm-hmm. because she had Thicker. thick mm-hmm. legs. Her butt was bigger than mine, and she but her what? Who? Who is she? Oh, you're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> who is she? Um, who is she? And she black? No, she's white. Oh. Shout out to Renan. Um, <laughs> and well. she was she was annoyed because everybody was like, Renan's definitely 140, and oh, she's bitch. like, we both are. <laughs> so BMI, it's <laughs> height to weight ratio you can't 140 looks different on different people mm-hmm. so that's why we don't go by i go by body fat percentage because it's subjective it's based off of you only so mm-hmm. yeah that's what doctors need to start going by for sure absolutely for sure <laughs> but most doctors know nothing about exercise that's the problem mm-hmm. just like when you get hurt they're like don't exercise when they don't realize that by exercising you will improve mm-hmm. based off the injury mm-hmm. so actually laying in bed because Let's say you sprained your ankle or whatever. Yeah, lay in bed, let it heal for a bit, but then you got to get back up and strengthen yes. the ankle. And most doctors would be like, 
don't do anything on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think in medical school, they need to have exercise physiology. And y'all, I've been called stupid my whole life because I was just like, nah, fuck a sprained ankle. I'm going to be out here. I was right. I no. mean, did you immediately No, you need it. You need it to you sit need down. You need a rest. I you need it to sit down. For how many days? Temporary days. Okay. I went by hours. <laughs> you see, well, okay, well, that's the problem. <laughs> I sat down for maybe two hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, you needed like a day or two. Okay, or three, um, depending on any yeah, day. I guess I do believe doctors need to learn about exercise physiology in medical school because mm-hmm. they don't know shit. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. sorry. Uh, yeah. Get at you. Y'all niggas stupid. Wait, yeah. right. yeah. 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 you for nothing. <clears throat> sorry. What has been like your greatest joy in educating people on um, all this uh, big words that you use? <laughs> And like exercising in general, what has been your um, biggest joy? My biggest joy is when I see clients that make progress. Achieve- oh, okay. When they actually, and when I do the before and after pictures, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't even realize." Yes, because I took a before picture today, and I was like, "You still cute, Chandra." That's it. But and you I know it's hard. Cute. I know it's hard. That's why it's better to have somebody take it for you and then put it in your, put in your hidden like, no. photos. I did. Oh, okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. Because nobody's gonna see. Okay, that. perfect. It, I know it's really hard. To the grave. <laughs> and I often tell people, I'm like, it's going to be hard to see this before yeah. picture. But you got to understand, this is a fresh start. Mm-hmm. As long as you make the decision that it's a fresh start. Right. That's it. And you keep moving forward. And you keep, yeah. And, you know, it's my greatest joy when I see clients that are happy to come to training. It's mm-hmm. like their favorite part of the day. And they're like, hi. Because even if I'm in a shitty mood, like, I get happy when I start working with people and they're just excited to be there. Or... Another great joy is my older clients that are like 50 and up that are like killing the fucking game, doing deadlifts more than like somebody in their yeah. 20s. And I'm like, yes, honey, because mm-hmm. age is nothing but a number. Come on, pretty Ricky. You know? So. That was, that was very... Yes. Is they had new? a song. Age and Oh, they did have a song. They have a whole new song out now, too. I, they I gave heard. me the same vibe. It's the same vibe? To me. I I'm gonna listen to it. I yeah, people said it was like um, the old songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, people did say that. I'm curious now. So, I mean, in all consideration of what you said throughout the whole podcast, right? So, I want to one. I want to know what makes you like top notch, <laughs> uh, personal trainer. You know, like top notch security of the world, Craig. Why should people thing. sign up for your shit? Exactly. Like people should sign up for my shit because I keep it real. So I need you to do that. Oh my again. god, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I always have to use my hands. Like, there's a lot of sound effects. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Probably added to it. Now. <laughs> it's the end of war. No, you good. You good. Um, I honestly think people should work with me if they feel like we have a good connection. Honestly, okay. it's energy based for me. I don't want to work with just anybody because mm. I want to enjoy working with you mm. and I want you to enjoy working with me. Mm. So it's not only the check. It's not only like, oh my God, I want 50 clients. If I don't like them, that hour is daunting. Yeah. Like people don't understand that hour is an exchange of energy in both directions. So when people decide to get a trainer, I want them to want it as much as I want it for them. I don't want to want it for you, more mm-hmm. for you. You can't. You, exactly, because we're going to hit roadblocks. So anybody that wants to work with me needs to want it really bad, needs to want to enjoy my energy. Want, they need to also be open to sharing their energy. Okay. I don't want you to like come into your session like, oh, my God, I had a date. Leave all that at the door because for that hour, 
it's your stress reliever and it's for you to get towards your goals. I don't need to hear about what happened with baby daddy. I need to hear what happened at work. Let's just focus Mm -hmm. on this hour for you. So if you're not ready to choose you, then training may not be for you. Mm, At this time. At this time. Because I do want to know, do you feel like the your patrons or your clients have unrealistic expectations of you and do you have unrealistic expectations of yourself as a personal trainer all the time oh my god i feel like clients think we're robots yeah they think we can do anything that we eat healthy all the time that like we work out every single day and it's like i am regular as fuck okay i'm gonna be honest i'm regular i'm regular i'm regular i have my moments where i'm super healthy with my eating and i have my moments where i'm like it's two o'clock I feel like having a Snickers bar. Mm-hmm. It's random. The you whole know? bar? Or just the whole the fucking bar. I'm eating everything <laughs> on top. Then I'll have chips right after. Like, I have my moment. Yeah. And <laughs> people need to understand that trainers need motivation as well. Mm. I think people think, like, we're always excited to work out. No, sometimes trainers train each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be in the gym with my coworkers. They're like, yo, put me through a workout. Because we're fucking tired. Yeah. And, and you're um, human. And I'm human. And I have other responsibilities. So another thing is just like the pressure I put on myself is just to make sure my body looks the way that it looks online. Mm-hmm. I don't do the extra posing with the leg out and, you know, just showing the glutes. I don't do all that extra stuff like most fitness people do on Instagram. And I can always tell because I know the poses. I've been around um, competitors who do physique competitions. Yeah. So I I personally like put the oh, pressure. Sit closer to the mic. Put my lips on the mic. Put your lips on. Put my lips on the mic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, actually do. Do it. Oh, do actually it. put my lips on the mic. Do okay. It. Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> the pressure I put on my something's flying. Oh, you hear that? Hey, I'm getting there. Oh, I'm yeah. getting there. Uh, six <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> Shit. No, I <laughs> right behind you. Um, so the pressure I put on myself, yes, is I want to make sure I look exactly the way that I look online as I do in person and is because I'm always like, I, I have to look a certain way, which is something psychologically I'm working on because I have to understand like, yo, you don't have to look like this 365 days a year. It's okay mm-hmm. if you fall off. Like I got the flu uh, two weeks ago and again, my body's prone to being slim. So I actually lost weight while I wasn't working out. And I was like, oh my God, my butt is shrinking. Oh my God, I look, I look so slim. Oh my God, oh my God. And I started like putting pressure on myself and I'm like, yo, you literally got sick. Like you could not move. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get back on that wheel of like, let me lift heavy right away. You have to let your body recover after the flu. Cause there is a, a process a couple of days after the flu, you have to take your time back into right. physical activity. You don't want to hurt yourself. Exactly. So I had to check myself and I think people need to realize just as much as trainers are having you check yourself, we got to check ourselves too. Hmm. So my biggest thing is just to like, to have people normalize us and not think that we're robotic superheroes. Okay. Yeah. So for, oh, you, this guy. I just want to say, I feel like that's really clear. And I think people do have to be mindful of that because um, like you said, like you're human, we're all human. I just feel like a lot of times when we go to a personal trainer, we have these expectations. Oh, they got to be on the A game all the time, mm-hmm. which is not true. I mean, they got to be on the A game while you're training us. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you guys are humans. 
So we have to keep that in mind. Yeah, I've seen trainers gain weight over time. But it also makes you more relatable. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I can talk to you about my experience. Mm -hmm. I've literally seen, especially people that first become trainers, gain the most weight because they're so busy trying to build their clientele, they don't even work out. So then they have to deal with their insecurities. So people got to realize, like, we going through it just as much as you. It may not be as much as you exactly but like we're going through it as well so yeah just normalize us that's, it. that's interesting because I, I would never i wouldn't get a female person trained i would get a male person trained. i don't mm. care but like if you look like me <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking something else i was not around what are you gonna say i was just thinking like not to discriminate against myself but i was like if I don't think I would go to a fat trainer. Yo, I'm sitting there thinking it, like that's oh, real, but I understand you look that. Like me, if I go to the dentist <laughs> and their teeth are like wow, crazy. Yo, yeah, yeah. I'm get me out of my chair. Take it out. But no, honestly, everything you're saying is so accurate because like I, I've been around trainers that are not the ideal body type, and they've had to deal with their own insecurities about yeah. not getting clients because mm-hmm. of that, which puts more, like you said, puts more pressure on them to be like, okay, now I got to be at the gym because I need to look right. like a trainer, mm-hmm. but they could be the strongest person in the gym right. and you wouldn't know. So again, it does come back into, I want to, like I do have clients that are like, I want to look like you and it's like, no, but that's not going to happen. We have two different bodies. Never sis. Like, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's okay. You could never. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never. Um, but... But then it goes back to like your hairstylist. If their hair looks crazy, Man. I don't want you doing my hair. Maybe. Which is crazy because no, I feel like beauticians' kids always look the worst. <laughs> always look the worst. We should have an episode just about that alone. That beautician. Yo, kid? I, we just That's alone. Fucked up. That is oh my hilarious. <laughs> my aunt was a beautician tonight. <laughs> Mommy, won't my hair. Oh my god. <laughs> Mommy, won't do my hair unless I pay her. <laughs> Oh my god! But I think you're right. I feel like it. I mean, it ties back in our whole conversation of how we talked about, um, like, all the scientific stuff of conditioning, of um, the habits that we have, of what society is feeding yes. us on what we should look like, how we should feel, and everything else. I feel like that's tied into what we see as a personal trainer yeah. and what they should look like. Yeah. So let's have realistic views. And understand that everybody, if, if you put your mind to it, basically you can do it. You can absolutely do it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I was also thinking, like, just do a better job informing ourselves. Yeah. Like, get a better job of just, like, learning shit. Because, like, yes. you, you, you don't know about the different body types. You don't right. know. Because, like, there's people who I've done, I've worked out and stuff like that. I used to, you know, play football and shit like that. But there's still a lot of things I don't know. Mm-hmm. And there's still a lot of misconceptions that mm-hmm. I might have that... You know, I just we're conditioned to even believe. Right. Too. So like yeah. definitely just do a better job informing yourself. But there's so much information out there. That's yes. also the problem, is that you don't know what's right or what's wrong or what, what to works. Look for. Yeah, the fad diets, the you know, the keto diet. Like I'm just gonna try this. And I think that's a big issue. So people need to budget personal training. Okay. And that is the biggest issue is people think it's only a luxury mm. and it's not a lifestyle. I mean, y'all are expensive. It, we are very expensive, but that's what I'm saying. Budgeting, like... Mm. I can yell at myself. Bitch, get down. Two more. <laughs> Yo, I literally cannot. <laughs> nah, I think you're right, though. No, it's true because sometimes not every exercise works for down. everybody. Bitch, get down. It's too much. You right? I cannot. I, can't. I can't afford a personal trainer. 
That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Free classes, everybody. Where is it at, sis? Glendale, California. No, but honestly, I I know personal training can be expensive, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if that's something you want to do at some point, if you're like, maybe I want to start in September. Find the trainer that you want, ask mm. their pricing, and budget for it. Like, you budget for expensive bag. You budget for a trip. Yeah. Do you? you people budget. <laughs> yeah, fact, some, some people don't budget for trips. But, you know, um, yeah. And I think another thing is the school systems. It's, it shouldn't just be gym class. There needs to be actual education on exercise science. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't even know that was a major. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that not a, a yeah. thing in every school? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's definitely. Um, I'll give a definite shout out to uh, Heath, uh, and, uh, the first school I used to work at, Sussex Academy. Like he was not just happy being a PA teacher. Like he was mm. like, no, "We're going to teach these kids how to uh, how to eat better, how to do better, like just everything." Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was just really important. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just like you said before, there's a lot of stuff that you think you know, but you don't. Know. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think, I mean, taking what I grasp from this conversation is basically understanding your body type. Yes. Under, educate yourself in what that means, like mm-hmm. what your body type means and what you need to eat, how you need to move in order to achieve the goals that you have. And so at the end of the day, it sounds like not only are you instructing people on how to accomplish their their aesthetic look yeah. with exercises, but you're also educating them on why this works for the them. mental part yes exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah so do you have any last minute not concluding advice for those who are like yo i'm trying to work out tomorrow yes yes my concluding advice is this if you feel lazy which is a lot of us every day sis <laughs> i want if you feel lazy if you i'm listening i'm sorry i am listening if you feel lazy or if you feel unmotivated, I want you to reframe that and say, I have the privilege to work out. Hmm. Mm. If people understood the beauty it is to be able to move and do any movement a trainer gives you or a class gives you, you cannot take that for granted because there are so many people that injure themselves or athletes that injure themselves, but we haven't taken the time to take for granted. We haven't taken the time to... Praise the times that we were able to move. When we lose it, we're like, but I can't do this anymore. Like, no, if you're healthy, if you're able to move your limbs, I don't care if you have three limbs, if you're able to do anything, please say to yourself, I have the privilege to work out. Mm -hmm. And see if that reframes your mind. If Mm -hmm. that doesn't, say I want to work out. But don't, don't say I don't feel. Because your brain doesn't know the difference between yes and no. It just knows what is. Mm-hmm. And that goes for eating too. Your brain doesn't know the difference between candy and spinach. So you have to reframe your mind and say I want spinach. Damn, I can use some spinach right now. It's weird as fuck, right? But we do that with everything else. Damn, I can use a burger right now. Mm-hmm. All the time. Why can't we say damn, I can use the fucking carrots? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I'm actually curious about that because I feel like doesn't spinach, not spinach, like burgers, like some of the hormones that are in burgers, honey buns, things that are sweet, releases <coughs> like dopamine in your brain. Yeah, it, and, and you know that there is an addiction to sugar that we have. Yeah. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Remember, our brain listens to what we tell it. True. Yeah, but you're, but exercising also um, releases Releases those dopamine. same pleasure. Exactly. Endorphins, right? Mm-hmm. Endorphins and, yeah. 
How many degrees we got? We don't know. We I said dopamine. <laughs> it releases dopamine and endorphins. Exactly. Yes. Yes. The yes. pleasure yes. hormones. Yes. Two degrees in psychology <laughs> a piece. <laughs> and we over here struggling. Okay. You okay. ain't had to tell everybody that. I'm dead. Y'all can can't cut use it big words all the Y'all time. Can cut it like. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so I hope that helped. And last and not least, if you want to join one of my free fitness classes, right, tell them you're. it is every Sunday for free. Again, for free. Free, 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 free. My favorite price. For free. 9 a.m. Every 99. Sunday. Every Sunday in Glendale, California. And you can sign up by going on my website, inshapewithshanny.com. And you can follow my fitness page for all updates about classes at inshapewithshanny. Uh, next week, we'll be doing boot camp at 9 a.m. And 10 15 class will be abs and ass. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need that. <laughs> Come through, baby. I need the abs. I got Come ass. Through, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys like, for having me. Wait, I want you to spell Shanny. Oh, yes, because people are going to fuck it up. Yeah. You spell my name like this, S-H-A-N-I. Okay. Everything else is pretty much. I would have put two ends. I believe it, or why. Yeah. Or why. Is there. In Shape with Shani, S-H-A-N-I. You got an Instagram? Yes, at In Shape with Shani, S-H-A-N-I. She said that. For the people in the back. Like Katana. <laughs> thank you for coming. Thank you for yes, having me. This is a pleasure for sure. Yes. Thank you for enlightening us. I'm gonna be a baddie by August. <laughs> I'm gonna work on my what is it? I'm gonna end the morph. You're gonna figure out what you are first. I'm gonna figure out which yeah. Power Ranger. It definitely yes. was yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out which Pokemon I am. Yes. Shit, and I'm gonna be a baddie. Thank yes. you guys for listening. It's been another thank episode you. of Yo Two. Yeah. See y'all next week. Bye. Y'all be sure to follow us on social media platforms. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter. It's at yo to your that's at Y-O-O, the number two, Y-E-R-R. Also, you can follow us individually. You can follow your girl, Chandra, at goddess underscore of underscore thickness, double zero, y'all. And Katama at Katama. That's K E T A Y M A. All right. Hope to hear from y'all soon.